0: Welcome to Coffee with a Doc, hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor for over 35 years in Southwest Florida and creator of Basic Essentials Wellness. Six basic, time tested principles that, when applied to your life, can result in remarkable changes. Coffee with a Doc is designed to inform you, motivate you, and encourage you along your wellness journey. Health and wellness is a choice. Thanks for joining us today. Here's Dr. Schaefer. Welcome back to Coffee with the Doc. One of the questions that I, I get in my chiropractic practice is, you know, how do I keep my, you know, my activity level up, you know, well into my retirement years? Uh, in my practice, I see a really uh, cradle to grave. We, we see little infants and we treat uh, uh, the seniors that are some well up into their 90s or more. I've had a couple of patients over 100 years old. That we have worked on, so uh, we see the whole spectrum of life, and 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 I see the the repercussions of of our lifestyle on all of these different age groups. As as we see the kind of middle thirties uh, to late thirties, I get a lot of folks that are coming into the chiropractor for the very first time, uh, and the reason being they have. Uh, been doing enough things uh, for long enough that they're starting to get a little bit of wear and tear. The, uh, the the life has kind of set in where they've got a couple of kids and they're busy and they're not taking as as good a care of themselves as they should. And all of that starts to add up. And and lo and behold, they've, they've got some backaches and neck aches and other things going on. And they show up in my chiropractic office. So uh, we, we get this question of, okay, how do I you know, not only get uh, get feeling better, but you know, how do we how do we keep things so that they can stay as active as possible? And it's so one of my goals for each and every patient is to try to keep them as active as possible for the duration. So we're going to cover uh, uh, some topics today on how do we keep our our musculoskeletal system working as well as possible. But I'll define that musculoskeletal system first, which is really all the joints and muscles of your Body. I'll I'll give you a couple of uh, Jeopardy uh, trivia here today today that uh, uh, may never come up on Jeopardy But uh, we are born with 270 bones, but when we're an adult we only have 206 So how can that possibly be? We're born with, uh, (laughs) I've got Charlie here looking at me like, what is he talking about? How can we have 270 bones at birth? and 206 as an adult. Well, what happens is there are certain bones that in our developmental process, they fuse together and become one bone. So we have multiple bones that become kind of one big bone. So hence we start out with uh, more bones in that uh, developmental process than we end up with at the end. But here's another kind of interesting thing. If we look at our musculoskeletal system, in each hand and wrist, we have 35 bones each. In our feet, we have 26 bones. So if we look at both of your hands and wrists and feet, we have over 120 bones. Over half the bones of the body are in your wrists, hands, and feet. Very intricate areas of our body with a lot of articulations. And hence, we tend to have a lot of problems in those two areas. But we'll take a look at this musculoskeletal system. What can we do? I use the analogy often in my chiropractic practice of, uh, of an automobile in, in the fact that we are constantly accumulating miles on our automobile. And even when we take the very best care of it, things wear out and break. So when people come in, you know, I tell them, look, I, I can't roll back that odometer and, and make this a newer model. It still has the wear and tear that they have put on it that accumulated through their entire life to get to the point where they show up at my office. And hopefully for you, you will live to be a ripe old age. That's kind of the goal is that that we want to live uh, well into our 80s and 90s, maybe even hundred but along the way we want to be as active as possible so my role in taking care of my patients and I try to explain this to them is to kind of manage that aging process because the aging process will not stop eventually something's going to quit and we're going to die you know none of us get out of this thing alive so we've got to manage it in other words we we don't no one has created yet although maybe they will at some point a a proverbial fountain of youth that will keep us young, you know, all the way through, but uh, I kind of, I kind of doubt that. So um, <clears throat> we're going to, as I mentioned, I try to keep my patients uh, functioning as well as possible. This is what I tell them. I've been treating a lot of musculoskeletal conditions for over 35 years. Um, and when a joint loses its function, it deteriorates much faster. So you can start to see that one of the keys to maintaining uh, wellness to your musculoskeletal system and keeping it going as well as possible is to keep function to your musculoskeletal system. So whether it's a, a hip or a shoulder or your neck or your back or some area that starts to lose function, it will degenerate much faster when it loses function. So just like we have been talking about here when we went through the Uh, Six principles to my wellness program, uh, proper functional activity, proper nutrition, proper rest, proper mental, emotional, spiritual well-being, proper structure, and purging and eliminating toxins. The approach in all of those different areas was, okay, what can we do positive for this particular area, and what can we eliminate that's a negative? And you think about nutrition. Well, okay, we want to get rid of the junk and add quality food. And if we can do that, you're in that area of your health, you're going to be doing pretty well. If you've eliminated a lot of negatives and you've added positives. So that's kind of how I help people to understand what they should be doing in any given area of their health, their musculoskeletal system included is, okay, what can we do to to add some positives and eliminate some negatives? And that's the big thing. Let's say someone comes in with a lower back condition, a lot of lower back pain, um, and they're wanting to know what I'm going to do and what they can do at home to help themselves. And I explained that positive and negative approach. You know, There are a couple of things that you can do that are positive, but probably more importantly is let's make sure we eliminate some of the negatives that you might be unknowingly causing some of your problem or making your problem worsen. Uh, give you one quick example. I know I'm going on a, a rabbit trail here, but people, when they come in with this back pain uh, and they they feel the tightness in the muscles in their back and they tend to want to put heat on that particular area. So I'm always asking what they're doing at home. And, oh, I laid on a heating pad all night and I said, well, you know, how did that feel? And he well, felt pretty good and until I took it off and got up. And, and I said, yeah, I said, was well, the problem is that Heat is not the best thing for the condition that you're in right now. Yes, it relaxes the muscles, but you have inflammation and, and, uh, and swelling in this area of your spine and it's relaxing the muscles, but it's making that problem worse. And they go, oh, so we get them doing something positive, which is to put some ice on it versus the heat. So these are some of the things that we're going to kind of talk about and I'm going to uh, again, you'll probably scream because I'm going to go through my uh, six principles <laughs> to my wellness program, but relate it to uh, joint health and what we can do in these areas. So we look at uh, functional activity, principle number one. What do we do for our musculoskeletal system and and doing positives? Well, we talked about this. I did a whole podcast on that. You've got to have flexibility and you've got to have strength in your joints for them to be as healthy as possible. Because I see a lot of folks that maybe have a joint that is degenerated already. I can speak to this personally. You know, I was shocked that uh, I thought, you know, back when I was 30 or 35, I thought I was young Superman well, well into my 50s. But lo and behold, now I have a hip that has degenerative changes. And I've got a couple of labral tears in there that are giving me problems and I don't like it. But what am I trying to do? Maintain range of motion and work on my strength of this joint that overall is not super healthy anymore. So even if you're uh, elderly or well in your 50s, 60s, 70s, these principles still apply that we need to try to maintain some range of motion and get some strength to that joint. Now, how we go about doing that, I don't have particular time today to get into that, but there is a way to get some flexibility in a joint and get some strength back in it. Even if you know, okay, I have got to have a joint replacement done, a hip or a knee, you still want to try to accomplish those two things because your recovery will be much faster if that joint and those muscles and tendons have some flexibility to it and some strength to it, even if you're going into that. So that's the positives. We add positives to these joints by restoring some of the range of motion and get some strength back to it. What are the things we wanna take away? And I see this all the time. Folks are trying to, in their mind, do the right thing with exercise, but they have this kind of higher impact type of exercise. Uh, Maybe they're doing some weight training, but yet they're pushing the limit on how much weight they're using. Maybe they're, instead of doing cardio and doing walking or biking, something low impact swimming, they're doing high impact. And I know there's folks out there that just, ah, you know, that is who they are. You know, while you're doing great service to maybe one part of your anatomy, when you do high impact types of activities, you're doing a disservice to some other aspect of it that later in life, that accumulated extra wear and tear on certain joints of your body they will deteriorate faster and unfortunately i see this very commonly in my chiropractic practice knowing now what i know and that i'm not i'm not superman that actually i do have joints that are going to wear out and i should have figured this out long ago because i look at my dad who's 88 years old that has a terribly degenerative spine and hips and knees that you know maybe genetically I I might be heading down that road and and I look back and I I wish I had done some things different where I didn't do the high impact type of exercises that I used to do on a regular basis but functional activity we got to get the joints moving strengthen them up and eliminate some of the exercises that that can be aggravating. I had a fellow with a lower back condition and, and we've kind of isolated that there's something at the gym he's doing to aggravate his lower back. Now I'm not against him going to the gym and working out, you know, but there is something there that we have to figure out and we're going to work on it together to try to figure out. It may just be one exercise he's doing. That's putting some undue stress on his lower back for the condition that he has that we maybe need to eliminate. So I'm not against all of it, but sometimes, you know, that's a a good example of what I'm talking about. Let's jump down to principle number two, nutrition. And I won't uh, belabor this, but you know, my thoughts on this, lots of water, we need lots of water, fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, lean meats, stay away from processed, packaged foods. They all have things in there that you don't want to know what they do to your body. But what are some positives, some other positives that we can add into that? Uh, There's turmeric, uh, collagen, omega-3 fatty acids, vitamin C, vitamin D. um, Glucosamine with chondroitin is another one that helps the joints. So we're looking for things, and and I do all of those to try to help my joints, to just maintain the health of the joints. So those are the, some of the positives. So in each one of these, we can do some positives that will help our musculoskeletal system. The negative, we talked about this too, is the inflammatory foods, which primarily are the, the sugars, the wheats, uh, the uh, the glutens, and we also see dairy for some folks. And in those packaged foods, we have a lot of stuff that's that is inflammatory in nature. But you can get a lot of information on inflammatory foods. There may be one out of a long list that is your primary inflammatory food that your body is reacting negatively to and causing inflammation inflammation on a long basis you know we have an inflammatory reaction that is natural that is supposed to happen around an injury but it's not supposed to last it's a short duration type of thing but when we're constantly consuming foods that put our body in an inflammatory state it starts to do a lot of harm to Not only our joints, but our internal organs as well. So we have proper functional activity, proper nutrition on helping our musculoskeletal system. Um, proper rest is principle number three. I'm not going to really talk about that today because it's a it's a given. We got to get proper rest for our our entire body to be able to rejuvenate. Um, mental, emotional, spiritual well being is uh, principle number four. Um, Stress is, is something that, you know, our body is designed to handle stress. We have short bursts of stress. Certain chemical changes take place in our body, which are positive, but those go away quickly. But it's long duration stress changes the chemical makeup of our body. A lot of negative things happen that impact our internal organs and our musculoskeletal system. So we have to lower our stress. One of the things that I have found is to find my God-given purpose in life and start doing it. Gee, life is a lot less stressful when I've focused on what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm just going out and doing it. So that's another positive. So find out what your God-given purpose in life is. How are you gifted? and, And start to use that in being productive and giving back to society in some way, shape, or form structure. Let's get down to principle. Uh, Number five is proper structure. Uh, A joint anywhere in the body that is misaligned, it will not function well. And as what we said earlier, is when a joint's not functioning well, it deteriorates much faster. So typically in my chiropractic practice, we see joints of the spine, maybe it's the shoulder, the hip, the knee, the carpal bones and the wrist that aren't functioning properly. And as a chiropractor, I try to get those back in better alignment, and also proper function and mobility to those areas. So if you have something like that that's going on, you need to get it corrected. Um, Looking at uh, cortisone injections um, aren't necessarily the best thing for a lot of people. There's some studies out there. Matter of fact, a number of studies that show that cortisone injections, which is the default that a lot of people think, oh, i got this problem. I want to get a cortisone injection. Um, But there's a lot of studies that show that that hastens joint degeneration. Because of my hip problem, I, I went down that road just trying to get all the cards on the table and talk to an orthopedic friend of mine. And that's what he recommended as a possibility for my hip. And I found a study that showed they did the exact injection that he wanted to do in my hip to 35 different hip patients with some degenerative changes. And within six months, they found 33 of those 35 had much more advanced degenerative changes in the hip. And I'm like, gee, I'm, a, I'm only in my early 60s. I don't think I want to speed this up any faster than it's already sped up and did not want to go down there, but there is a place for it. So don't get me wrong that it's always wrong. It's not always wrong. And medications, while we talked in great deal about that and in eliminating toxins, because I think medication problem we have in our country is one of the primary toxins that we have, but there's, is a place for that. But getting back to a uh, proper structure, um, getting those uh, misaligned joints, uh, improve, getting the mobility returned, but cortisone is probably not the thing you want to jump to first to try and accomplish that. There's a lot of other things that I'll talk about in just a moment that you can utilize, but the positive you can do is proper posture and body mechanics in whatever it is that you're doing. When we have proper body mechanics and how we're We're going through our day, proper body mechanics or ergonomics is really utilizing your body that takes the stresses of whatever it is you're doing and spreads it over a larger area. It's concentrations of stress given any particular joint, be it your neck or your back, your shoulder, your hip. If you get concentrated stress, that's where injuries start to happen or over a long period of time, degenerative conditions start to happen. And that's where I'm trying to figure out, okay, what am I doing in the course of my day? And I still have not figured it out. And I don't know that I will figure it out that my right hip has considerably a lot of degenerative change to it. And my left hip looks perfectly fine and works perfectly well. And I'm thinking, you know, they both have the same mileage on them. I do the same. I use them both when I'm walking around. I don't understand it. <clears throat> but something probably that I was doing is putting more stress on that one. And that's what proper body mechanics are all about. I ran into some problems early in my chiropractic career on how I was adjusting patients and treating them, putting concentrated pressure in my wrists. I started having wrist pain. I had to change how I was doing that. I talked to hairdressers and People that sit at a desk all day long, whatever they do, and we try to look at their body mechanics and say, okay, you've got to start doing this a little bit different, or you're going to end up with a big problem in 10 or 15 years because of that concentrated pressure. Also, when we're looking at uh, you know, structure, what can we do on the positive? Uh, one of the things that, that I've looked into and, and I've actually had done before a couple of years back is some of the regenerative medicine. Uh, the PRP injection, stem cell prolotherapy types of things where they they take natural products into a joint. And, and most of the time it's from your own body, different cells that are known to help heal these particular areas. I think it's going to be a fantastic area of medicine in general for not just musculoskeletal health, which is where they're using it now. But I've heard some wonderful, wonderful testimonies from my patients who have had some of this regenerative treatment done. Even personally, I had a wrist injury, uh, rather an elbow injury a couple years back that the PRP therapy did fantastic for me in a relatively short period of time. And I'm going to utilize that on my hip uh, here in a few weeks to see if we can get some of those labral tears to start to respond when they haven't been. So his proper structure is very, very important. I talked quickly on, uh, on one of my podcasts on eliminating toxins, and I mentioned that. But let's <clears throat> conclude with how do we take care of our musculoskeletal system? Let's say you know you have a problem already. What should you do? How should you go at helping to restore this particular area? Uh, first thing is to go with the most conservative type of treatment first. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, the most uh, uh, non-conservative, I guess, at the other end of the spectrum is going to be surgery. So try to do everything prior to surgery. Not that I think surgery is a bad thing, but I think it should be the last thing that you try to utilize. So you exhaust chiropractic care, massage therapy, physical therapy, acupuncture, exercise, you know, doing everything you can to improve that particular condition. Uh, there are things for pain that are are conservative. We have herbal remedies. We have uh, essential oil, CBD, different types of topical things that are just trying to help with the pain. I mentioned the regenerative medicine, trying to get in and actually restore the health to those joints, utilizing natural products from your own body. And lastly, it is surgery, which should be last most of the time, not necessarily all of the time. There's always exceptions to all of these rules. One other thing that 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 I, I will just kind of end on a little tidbit here, I get a lot of patients that are kind of in their mind, and I don't know about their physician, but in their mind, they're relying on the results of diagnostic imaging and trying to determine the type of treatment that they get. In other words, they get a CAT scan, an MRI, an x-ray and something, and they come in and they say, oh, I have a blankety-blank that I found on MRI, and and they get in their mind how terrible this condition is because they see it on an MRI or an x-ray, and then they feel that because that's there, the only thing they can have done is surgery to repair that, and that's not true. There are exceptions to that, again, where some things that do show up on an MRI or an x-ray is like, yep, you need surgery right away, but don't jump to that conclusion because of a diagnostic study. That's only one part of how a physician determines the type of treatment necessary for you to try to improve a particular joint. Because I see lots of herniated discs and bulging discs and torn muscles and torn tendons and torn ligaments that respond to conservative care and don't ever need surgery. So last little tidbit, and I hope that, uh, All of this has been of some help to you in trying to keep your musculoskeletal system working as well as possible for the duration. So these things that we've talked about today are are not only for the elderly, middle-aged, young people, they apply to all of those ages. If we look at that, obviously, the sooner, the better that you start adding some positives and eliminating negatives, the better off you're going to be down at the end of the road. Well, thanks for listening to Coffee with the Docs, sponsored by San Carlos Chiropractic. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Doc, hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer. To learn more about Dr. Schaefer, go to www.drglenschafer.com. That's D-R-G-L-E-N. S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R dot com or call 239-267-3133. You can also visit him at San Carlos Chiropractic, 19150 Acorn Road in Estero, Florida.